0: Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today.
1: Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the great wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes are continuing their journey into the adamantine mine to break into a car. Juniper tried to make a map of their progress before Butthole accidentally destroyed it, and Reginald talked Quinny into trying to save Doc Huckleberry, who had been taken by murder gerbils. Now that Huckleberry is back, can they survive the tide of monsters following him? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons!
2: Quinny, you are currently dragging uh, Doc Huckleberry out of a deep, dark place. Uh, he is rather fucked up. Uh, he is missing some so, some of his uh, sweet, sweet robot arms. Um, and uh, he's just told you, after whipping a gun down this this crevasse, uh, that uh, uh, more, more gerbils are on the way, uh, or at least the one he, he saws around. Now, keep in mind, you really are like, Literally between a rock and a hard place here. You you climb down um, part of the uh, uh, the sort of massive crack in the the earth that uh, the the mining facility was built around. Uh, as you'll recall, um, we're in a uh, a mine of some sort um, mm-hmm. that uh, has been long since abandoned, and we're kind of in like one of the the because um, <laughs> I've been thinking about Kickstarter a lot lately stretch goal areas of the mine. Uh, so definitely not kind of uh the main site but uh an area that's been been expanded into um and so in uh there was kind of a chasm uh that you you managed to kind of climb down uh you tied a rope to yourself you turned invisible and you leapt down in, into the chasm uh to go after uh, after doc uh so that's currently where you find yourself um he says there there are more it's kind of hard even just in here like you would be hard pressed to tell numbers here at all like this is um he, he's said that there are more coming, but whether or not that's true is anyone's okay. guess, yeah, uh, yeah. A- aside from mine uh, and my fancy DM's notes. <laughs> 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 but uh, nevertheless, you are in uh, a not great position, particularly for someone who, who likes to be a, a sneaky boy. So mm-hmm. um, because you took the time to prepare, uh, you've got uh, a rope around yourself. Uh, you, you sort of took the time to, to wriggle in there and, and uh, get to him so... It's not going to be too hard to get him out of here and out mm-hmm. of here quickly. Um, but I will turn it over to you. What do you do?
3: Um remind me again what kind of creature Doc is? Is he a
2: goblin? Uh you is think so. Um is. so he was part of uh Mog Crangshaft's yeah. uh, uh crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he
4: was not from Cornucopia. Um,
2: no. Uh but <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Yeah, no, he was not. not the kindly doctor that uh Juniper <laughs> spent some time chatting with. Um, <laughs> about
1: an unknown condition. It's
2: like twelve yeah.
4: fucking episodes. Anyways, <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's just the same guy with a shitty mustache.
2: Oh <laughs> yes, hello.
4: <laughs>
1: um, so uh, he looks vaguely
2: gobliny. Um, but in the way that, like, one of the things I've always loved about kind of uh the old west is like a lot of characters. It's like are like are are you old or have you just lived a life? You know. And that's kind of what you get from Doc Huckleberry. Like he, you know, he, he's always kind of under his, the brim of his hat. He's got, you know, his, his villainous kerchief. So you haven't really like, and he, he looks rough. Uh, plus he has robot arms. So he's had some work done. So you're not entirely sure. Okay, um, but he is—he's definitely goblinoid. Um, okay, he's—he's uh, he's of an appropriate then size
3: for it to be a. a <laughs> goblin. Yeah, yeah,
2: you're not okay. dragging a, a massive person. And honestly, without the the you know Doctor Octopus six shooter arms, um, he is an easier easier lad to lift. Okay, uh, then we'll start with with that where I will
3: basically um, uh, uh, I'll kind of grasp my arms around his his torso, tell him. Uh, Doc, hang on tight and I'm just going to start tugging on on the rope repeatedly, hopefully indicating to pull on the goddamn rope.
1: Yeah. I think Reginald and Butthole are crafty enough to be able to solve that code uh, and thus be able to assist up top. On just a couple Bro-Yay. of Robert Langdon's up there, you know, just
2: cracking those codes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, can I get a, a strength check uh, from you? Um, Butthole, I'm, I'm just going to have Butthole roll it since he's the prime character, um, but I'll give you advantage because it's it's you and, and your brother doing Great. The work.
1: That is a...
2: 12. 12? Um, all right. Uh, so you, you begin to pull. Unfortunately, you're at one of those weird angles where it's like the rope goes off the chasm, down the chasm, and then into a hole. So if you pull, it's not like you're pulling directly up. You're kind of like unplugging a wall and then dragging uh, up. So um, I'll say uh, between that and including, I assume you're helping by like, kind of like scrabbling along as best yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah, I'm not just going to go, dead fish kind of thing.
3: I'm going to, yeah, I'm trying to get them up. I,
2: I just, I feel like that, you know, their their uh, arms could use a bit of work. They've been skipping <laughs> arm day, so I'm just going to make it <laughs> tough. Yeah. Um.
4: And just yeah. for the record, before things go down, um, Mrs. Paisley is like keeping an eye out on surroundings, mm-hmm. Uh, but she's ready to, To, to you forge know.
2: documents if needed. Just like, you know. A-
4: she's ready to go like, all crunch and jump in there. Mm,
2: okay. okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and admittedly, I did make a Robert Langdon joke, so if she was going to forge notes, that would actually probably help the Langdon situation. So uh, what I'm saying is fuck me, I guess, uh, on that one. Uh, <laughs> points points to you. Um, I self-snarked myself to death. <laughs> uh, put it on my tombstone. Uh, all right, so with a uh, not-so-mighty tug, uh, you managed to kind of uh, pull a scrabbling Quinny just kind of to the, the edge of the hole. Um, so he's not like you and Duck Hawk. Uh, you and Jesus, Doc <laughs> Huckleberry, Duck, Duck Huckleberry, Duck Hucklebarry, um, <laughs> Duck Ockleberry. Uh, Doctor Otto Octavius. Yeah. Um, so you pull Doctor Huckleberry uh, and um, Quinny to uh, to the edge, and you aren't fully clear, but uh, you're you're out of the the, the sort of dark. Crack in the uh, the chasm, which is good news, uh, but also you're you're still not entirely free. Um, so you're now hanging out, Quinny. I'm going to say you're no longer invisible because you're like actively doing a thing. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Hmm. And uh, what I could use from all of you, please, is your passive perception. Uh, just a flat ten for me. Flat ten for Quinny.
4: Eleven for Missus Paisley.
1: Reginald is a nine, but butthole is a 15. Hmm. Um, (laughs) And Laura, I got to ask, is
2: Mrs. Paisley's different than junipers? No. Okay. It's the same. (laughs) That's good. As a player, that seems like the right way to do it. Uh, That would be exhausting. Uh, All right, cool. Very cool. Thank you. Um, Okay, so uh, Quinny, uh, can you roll me a perception check, please? That's an 18. 18. um you see movement uh deep within the uh the crevice you've just been pulled out of uh, but far enough away that you can't really get a, a clear sight of it the good news is it's not something like hauling ass toward you um it's just kind of a blur deep within the um deeper within the, the chasm and you can hear like a scrabble of rocks and debris as, as something kind of moves through the earth. Um, but luckily, right. nothing is is popping out at you. Okay. Loose
4: through the earth?
2: I mean, whether that's what? like burrowing or moving through other uh, cracks and, and veins. As you know, this is a, and it's been a hot second for us. I, I know dear your listeners, it's probably been like 48 hours or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've lived
2: a life. The area you're in has a lot of uh, sort of blind exits that, uh, Mrs. Paisley, you've done some work to map. Um, the unfortunate thing is you're, you just don't have a great sense of the g- geography of this space at all and you're not sure whether something can move freely between these areas or if it has to burrow or, or what the fuck is going on yet. Uh, so, um, that brings us to the end of that. So, Queenie, um, you and uh, Dog Huckleberry are hanging there. I gotta roll some dice. Don't worry about it. Um, oh, I rolled a one, so definitely don't worry about some of it. <laughs> Those ones died. Something, sure. Yeah, something great happened for us. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, far away, five XP to uh, Little Pim Pim. Um, all right, so... Wow. That's fine. Top of the round is Reginald. Uh, so, Reginald, uh, you are with uh, Butthole. You're, you're pulling on this rope, trying to get uh, Quinny and uh, Doc Huckleberry back. Uh, Doc Huckleberry is actually one of your guys uh, now, so I think that there's there might be some some more stakes to this. Plus, he's he's pretty murdery, which is something you always like having on hand. Um, would you like to attempt to pull him again, or
1: what? What does Reginald do? Cool, just for my brain. Is this based on passive perception for the who goes first? Uh, you rolled last session uh, on it. initiative. Thank you, thank you. My no, brain. Passive is perception is a different thing. Don't that worry. about That is true. It. Uh, Reginald's gonna keep pulling, man. This is this is his guy. He's ready to he's ready to give it a, a big old tug. All
2: right, fantastic. So same uh, same song, different day. Um, this time though, using Reginald's stats with Butthole uh, providing advantage. That is a twenty-one. There we go. Oh, uh, well. The good news is you're now pulling at like a proper angle to to hoist things. Uh, so you're able to uh, pull them up uh, rather quickly uh, to the lip. Uh Original, is there anything you would say to Butthole to like inspire him uh, to this this feat of given that the the previous one didn't didn't really get the job done?
1: Rather than imagining pulling them up, imagine you're pulling yourself up a wall away from a fire that's going to kill you. Oh God, it's going to kill us! Uh, and he just starts pulling on the rope, and that's his trick: is he doesn't <laughs> imagine helping anything else; it's just lifting himself to safety because that's how most of his exercise routines go. That's, that's pretty great.
4: Really clever. <laughs>
1: I
2: also feel like... I don't know that he would know to do this, but
1: evoking fire for, for Butthole is like a... That's a solid play. Oh, um, yeah. Butthole's livid about the idea of fire getting anywhere near him. So it's all playing out. Correct. And he's super mad because Reginald still has those fucking golden gloves that Butthole no longer has that were stolen <laughs> from him by fate. Yep. Huh.
2: It's fair. He's just... Uh, um, all right. So... Um, Together, you managed to uh, to pull hard and uh, up up uh, Quinny and Doc Huckleberry. Come. I got to pause for a second and ask you about these gloves. What the fuck is the deal with these gloves?
1: Oh, there were golden gloves of like the dragon or whatever that add resistance to fire. And Butthole mm-hmm. used to have them, but he lost them over the course of his adventures, whereas Reginald still has them. Because <laughs> Reginald didn't go to like the Old West and lose a bunch of his shit on the way. Phenomenal. Thank you. All right, um,
2: so, uh, Quinny, you and uh, Doc get pulled back up. I'm going to pause our initiative order for a hot second uh, um, so you guys can regroup. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, you pull him up. And in the, the better light, uh, you can see that uh, he still has one uh, robotic arm, uh, but the other three uh, have been torn clear. Um, he's got some, like, gnarly-looking um, cables. And, again, like... Yeah, Faerun isn't great. It has technology, but it's not like, you know, if Dr. Octopus had an arm ripped off, he's like, oh yes, clean cable. Like, and there's some pretty gnarly shit sticking out of uh, the side of this guy. Um, and uh, you can see that he is slick with that black blood. Um, it's, it's not just kind of what he coughed up. Um, he's actually uh, a lot uh, slimmer. Um, and just in terms of like body profile with all the the extra bulk of like, you know his uh good the bad and the ugly poncho and his his gun arms it adds it adds some sort of heft but without that he is just kind of a a lean guy um with a a, a lean mean old west but not from dumb fairuin old west uh kind of guy <laughs> Um, but, uh, nevertheless, he's, uh, he kind of manages to, to get, uh, up to, uh, up on one knee. Um, but I think at a glance, like he's definitely lost
1: a bunch of HP, uh, <laughs> but he's not on death's door. Um, great. But, but hold still slap a little bit of healing on, on his, his guy risen from the depth. So he'll cast a uh, cure wounds at level one. He'll just, he'll just give him a little, a little blast of fart magic. Which will heal him for 18 HP.
2: Oh, hell yeah. All right. Oh, he is looking much, right. much hardier. Um there's like a there's a second where like he kind of like looks down at, at the at all the, the ravaged machinery. Uh kind of uh you can tell he's got one of those Dr. Octopus style uh like Robo girdles um kind of like drilled into him. Um mm. and he kind of like looks down at it and you can just see the kind of like mild frustration of someone whose, you know, additional limbs are robotic and not organic around the guy who can just make limbs regrow. Um There's just a, a, like a mild frustration of like fucking, like, of course, like there's plenty yeah, of calves, sorry that but I, what
1: I really need is a bike, you know, sorry that I can't do the robot arms. That's kind of beyond me. All right. So you're here now, doc. It's good to have you back now. Report on what you saw. Did you see the whistle? Do you have the whistle? Uh, and he
2: says, uh, Yeah, no, no, no whistle, more just, uh, you know, jagged teeth and, uh, pain, uh, and uh, sir, please don't, don't worry about the arms. You know, I'm obviously, I'm bummed about them, but I felt like I was bloodied a moment ago and, uh, now I'm feeling better, almost (laughs) as though, uh, you know, that, that, that gross fart thing you just did there, that, that really put some, some smelly wind in my sails, uh. But yeah, I listen, no, I I didn't I did, I listened real hard for, for the whistle. Uh having heard it in various forms uh but th- there was no whistle just uh something grabbed me, lunged at me and uh it it was all over the place, man. Like it it it, it figured out I was trying to hurt it pretty quick and that's when it started taking my arms off, but uh it didn't uh, it seemed to be moving on instinct, not on you know, strategy or plan. It didn't seem like anyone was controlling it, you know.
3: You were snatched away from the doorway, like, in the blink of an eye. Were you taken somewhere, or...? Oh,
2: yeah, no, that thing grabbed me, and it dragged me down the side of that chasm into the rock. I think it was taking me back, I don't know, into the darkness to, to eat me or something. I, I Again, I don't really know, but it, it dragged me down that way.
4: But you said it didn't hurt you until
0: you, you hurt it?
2: Oh, no, it was already biting. It just... uh oh. You know, uh, when, when I was hearing about that there, uh, uh, gerbil master, uh, you know, with his flute, uh, I was thinking like, yes. oh, like, I wonder if you'll just have like bite my immediately go for my guns or, or, or what have you. But like, I took a hell of a mm. chunk out of my leg before it went after my guns. So it, it didn't seem like, you know, it felt like an animal it felt like being attacked by like a real vicious animal, you know, like gerbils do. I don't want to say it didn't have intelligence. It seemed to have animal intelligence. It's, it, you know, it, it knew how to hurt me real good, but I, I didn't sense a tactician's hand, you know.
1: Then butthole like reaches up and just scratches his chin for a moment, thinking, and says, "Well, I mean, Quinny, you can talk to animals, I can
3: talk thing. to animals.
1: Yeah. What if we try negotiating with the gerbils?
3: I, I mean, it's not a ridiculous idea. Uh, okay." Do you want to yell down the hole to the gerbil? Yeah, just, you know, heads up. If it's some sort of unspeakable, abhorrent beast, speaking with animals, you know, that's not a one-to-one thing. If it's not an animal and it's a monster, you know, we're out of luck. So just heads up. I'm going to yell and give away our position to something that may want to kill us instead of talk to us.
1: Hmm. I'm going to do it now, though. a tougher choice. But we do have two hammers. So, I mean, how can we go wrong with two hammers? I I don't know. I'm I'm up for
3: being the bait so to speak and and calling this creature out and seeing if we can just talk. I'm fine with that. But just get ready for a fight if that doesn't end up happening.
1: Okay, I mean, I I think I can be ready. And right. we can check if the gerbil comes out and it's successfully slain, perhaps it'll have the marker of its master on its collar. If there's a one to one, like maybe it has one of the same gerbil masters as from my world, I could recognize it and then use strategy to defeat them. Sure. Yeah, let's keep our fingers crossed for, for that.
3: And I'll activate uh, beast speech. Give me, uh, speak with animals as a as a free action. And
4: nice.
3: Over the edge of the chasm, I'll just say, uh, hey, hey, we come in peace, all right? So just kind of cut it out down there. Calm down. We just want to chat.
2: <laughs> all right, can you roll me? Uh, <laughs> let's go with.
1: <laughs> Reginald and Butthole will hide behind nearby things in case they have to spring out, and Butthole will wheel Mrs. Paisley with him so she can keep doing her drawing of a map. Dope.
2: Uh, I think
4: she's given up on the map at this point. Like, it's there's kind of oh. more more pressing stuff going down.
2: Okay, um, but
4: she will allow herself to be wheeled.
2: <laughs> to yeah, uh, like also, I, I assume this is a, like you know a pen is mightier situation. You have the greatest weapon of all. The written word, so you know you're you're armed to dangerous too.
4: Hmm. Uh, Mrs. Paisley puts away her pen and draws the blade of walls.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's probably better. Okay, <laughs> uh, but Mrs. Paisley, that might be mightier. Just remember, Quinny's not an experienced negotiator, and you. Wait, you're, are you the therapist? I can't remember who the therapist is.
4: No, no, dear, I'm not. I'm the forger.
1: Oh, okay, then stick with the sword.
2: Yeah, you're not going to be much help here. Uh, Quinny, I'm going to need a, a persuasion check from you, please where's my persuasion there it is plus three to this die result it's a big old seven so look oh, no. out down there so you say it's real strange to, to be going for for persuasion not deception for you it's it's a weird new realm we're entering yeah. oh, you was just legitimately telling the truth yeah, um all right cool uh so <laughs> that'll show me yeah teach me yeah tell the truth <laughs> yeah no no good deed goes yeah. unpunished um, I
1: mean he did so, say we come in peace and we are trying to invade a neighboring kingdom that's that's fair <laughs> um
2: your voice echoes uh loudly quinny off the walls of the chasm um and you you just kind of hear your uh your your honestly like fair and legitimate terms uh just kind of echo and bounce off of uh off of stone um. And then all is silent uh, for just a, a hot second um, as you, you yell it down, as you, you wait for a response. Um, this is good, they're thinking. At which point, uh, butthole, you get tackled to the ground uh, by a, a, a gerbil um, that is blurred off of a wall um, just at at, at a tremendous speed. This um, is
1: good, they're thinking.
2: Ugh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hello everyone, it's Tyler Hewitt here, just taking a little break from the show to let you know that Dum Dums and Dice have a Patreon. Yeah, did you know that? Have you heard about this? We've got a Patreon, and we've got a bunch of different tiers for you to subscribe at, the lowest one being just $1 per month. And with that, you actually get one of my favorite perks. You get access to our patron-only Discord. You've got a lot of fans hanging out on there already. It's very active. Uh, we hang out on there. We're active uh, and part of the Discord as well. We've got one of my favorite channels is the Questions for Cast channel, where you can ask us about our process, about our characters or anything like that, but also just like personal, you know, kind of get to know us questions as well. Uh, And I like getting to know the fans of our shows uh, on this Discord. So it's been great so far. I highly recommend it. You should head over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. One more time, patreon.com slash dumdumdice. See you there.
2: So um we're gonna roll a quick oppose check to see if you go go for a, a little little swim in that chasm there. Um I'm gonna need a uh let's go with an athletics check,
1: please. That is a seven.
2: All right. Um this thing hits you like a ton of bricks. Uh and I think uh because you were in your your standard hello new friends mode, uh, you were like ready to fuck some shit up. You just wheeled Mrs. Paisley to safety, um, but I think between like confirming that she isn't uh, Doctor. Martha and then turning around uh, to to give the the kind of advice that they're thinking, just weren't ready. Uh, caught flat footed, uh, so the thing slams into you uh, and it just knocks you you flying, uh, tumbling with it off the uh, the edge. Uh, into into the chasm, so you begin to kind of like roll down. It's a fairly steep incline. It's not like it's a you know it's a ninety degree drop, um, but it is. It's not a pleasant like roll down a hill uh, either. But you're uh, uh, you're you know you're a big boy full of armor, so you'll probably be fine. Um, cool. Uh, it is going to uh, attack you. Uh, you get your first real proper look at this thing, and again, we, I think we've described it a bunch from uh, the grim psychometry, but like up close this thing is fucking gnarly like this is some proper uh like stan winston on a b movie like how can i make something truly horrific for like eight dollars kind of uh rat like naked mole rat monster thing um and of particular note uh since these are coming directly at your face and and arms and like uh, uh, assaulting you um you can see that its mouth is full of broken teeth um, so this thing has like those big gnarly like chompers um but they're they're kind of like broken and and ragged uh which is uh just generally unpleasant. Uh so it's going to take
1: two um two quick bites at you. Um let's go ahead with those. What's your AC right now, bud? 23 if I've got a shield 20 without. I would have had it out but I'm falling down a cliff. So probably not. I would say 20.
2: Yeah. 20 seems seems reasonable to me um okay so um one uh ooh, sorry one sec uh wrong stat block get your stats right tom Boop. Uh. okay great um so one will hit um the other one uh bites squarely and like absolutely hits uh but it or like the one bite uh but it it hits your armor like it, it goes straight for kind of like almost like where your heart is um and you just feel like teeth crunch against the armor uh before the next one gets uh gets gets a bit of your uh bit of your flesh uh so this will be uh 13 points of damage hokey dokey and you're going to take an additional um 5 from uh the fall as the fall begins Cool. Great. Um, all right. Into initiative order. Uh, just as a reminder, since we did roll initiative a little while ago, um, at the top of the round is Reginald. That was a surprise round. Uh, so we've got uh, Reginald, Quinny, um, Butthole, and then Juniper. And there might be some gerbils in there. Don't worry about it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Reginald uh, you watch butthole get uh, tackled and knocked off off the ledge uh, again he hasn't gone too far so you could probably attempt to get after him if, if that's what you're, you're into but uh, you're also uh, a, a cool spooky coward man so like I have no idea what the fuck you're gonna do I don't know how your character works tell me what happens Ryan.
1: Yeah, uh, Reginald just sees the healer and the guy who can bring people back from the dead fall off a cliff. That guy's more important than anything. Reginald knows if he goes over the cliff and can somehow make Butthole survive, he'll live forever. So Reginald just grabs the end of the rope, loops it around a forearm, and just fucking dives off that cliff immediately after Butthole. Does
3: that mean I'm coming with him? Because I'm on the other end of that fucking rope. That feels like a Quinny
2: problem. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) <laughs> freaky friday got a cool remake you're just doing it again but this time you're tethered together it's the old handcuff to each other no, I was gonna say,
1: technically one end is tied to the the one thing one end is tied to you so let's say he loops it in the middle there's a little bit of both
2: <laughs> so if i understand correctly <laughs> reginald you are tying like the middle of the. you're just like securing yourself in some way shape or form to the rope you're not like taking the anchor part of
1: the rope no Oh, man, that was the much funnier version, and I'm bummed. But
2: that's okay. You know what? We're, we're <laughs> he doesn't we're, have
1: time. He honestly, if he had time, he'd probably do it and not think. You know what? It, but I he can't buy, let Butthole yeah. fall off a cliff.
2: No, I buy that argument 100. percent Okay, fantastic. So, um, Ryan, I'm inclined to say this is either athletics or acrobatics. Uh, it's up to you how you think Reginald would would do this.
1: Athletics, if he's, <laughs> athletics. Yeah, uh, right. I don't think Sorry. he has an acrobatic bone in his body. This is just. A giant man in plate mail just swan diving (laughs) down to try to grab somebody else. The
4: second you said acrobatics, I imagined him like an Olympic diver on, like, the three-meter platform and then, like, doing, like, a layout and a flip.
1: I was
2: thinking Pierce Brosnan (laughs) jumping off the dam in Goldeneye. Um, (laughs) Yeah, not.
1: I'm picturing Bruce Wayne sliding down that hill in Batman Begins trying to catch Ra's al Ghul. Yeah,
2: (laughs) honestly, that's what I was thinking of when I thought about butthole going over the edge, so... Thank you for getting what incline I was talking about. Because literally I was like, yeah, you know, like, like a Raz Al Ghul incline. Yeah, great. Uh, Razal Okay, great. Uh this scene was directed by Chris Nolan for IMAX. Um <laughs>
1: great. So give me, give me that uh that athletics, please. That's a dog shit role, but he has inspiration, which he will use to save his savior. Slightly better, 18. 18? Yep, that'll do. Uh, so you
2: you leap off um and you manage to get uh get an arm on on uh Butthole's arm or maybe his shield maybe that's why you didn't get to use your shield like you you grab the shield and it very much is one of those like um any of the fast and furious movies where like they were a little too jacked uh where you know they grab each other's forearms and it's a real like we have muscles um <laughs> pull you don't have full control of him is what i'm really getting at it it is just like a a brute force, you you have him, and then what happens on his turn will determine how successful that is. But Reginald, in terms of like what you are capable of doing, you've done the best you can. Quinny, roll me an acrobatics to see if you go back in the drink. The dry drink. That is a 35.
1: <laughs> I don't know Sorry. why you made it an acrobatics, song 25. That's like My telling me you can stay up there. 25. <laughs> it's,
3: only, it's only 25.
1: Quinny builds a house, <laughs> and he is safe within that house. <clears throat> the <laughs> road Concreted into the foundation, yeah. Look, sometimes
2: I have to ask for dice rolls, even when it's bonkers. Oh, mm-hmm. I forget that you guys can hear it. it was only 25, so you must have rolled a two or something. Um, so that's fine. So you you managed to to stay up, um, as the, the cable like coils past you, uh, with with the the linebacker who just ran by and jumped. Um, yeah <laughs> cool. Um, all right, so that is that... Uh, Quinny, it's actually your turn. You, you land uh, safely having, you know, like had to, you know, flip backward um, and, you know, I'm sure you're like feet dragged along a little bit. Hmm. Uh, it's very much one of those like platinum games moments where everyone's like sliding around looking cool. Um, but yeah, you managed to stay up. Um, in terms of what's going on, that one attacked um, based on what you know... Or can see, um, there's no way that this one is the same gerbil. Yeah. It, it wouldn't have been able to come from above uh, that quickly.
3: Uh, Well, I'm going to untie the rope from my waist uh, and approach the, the ledge and look down so we can get proper idea of like dimensions and what these things actually look like. So what am yeah. I looking at down here?
2: Yeah. So, um, as we kind of uh, described them before the, the grim psychometry like got it. Uh, it is a, uh, I think like a Komodo dragon ish size. So yeah, like fairly okay. big, um, very much, uh, a, a sort of naked mole rat situation. So that, that like Mr. Bigglesworth skin, um, but th- that's kind of like a sickly, uh, pinkish, you know, with red spots, that kind of, kind of nonsense. Um, big snoot, uh, Mm -hmm. with, uh, with the, the, the sort of jagged chomping teeth. Um, like little, little tiny, uh, beady red eyes. Um, and, uh, yeah, just like random patches of, of hair, uh, and fur, uh no tail in patches like almost not sorry first probably the wrong term think um almost like uh whiskers growing out of its like shoulders and 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 back and and stuff like these things might have had fur once in their evolutionary cycle but they they don't anymore enough to be grosser than if it was just skin (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly yeah just one one layer grosser um I mean, if we want to talk function, um, because they live underground, uh, they don't really have a, a huge need for it, and just it kind of gets stuff. in the way of of yeah. uh, but yes, uh, help assist them in in general location and such. Um, yeah, so, so that's what you see.
3: Uh, it's, and, and this thing is entangled with butthole. It tackled him, and it's on him, and whatever.
2: Yeah, um, okay. attacking uh very much in in the way that uh you know something who's only a real like it's got big scrabbly, um almost um. Uh, mole kind of like hands for like scrabbling through Mm. dirt and climbing that sort of thing so it does have big big sort of hooks that's also like scratching Adam with um, and it's yeah it, it very much like it's not holding him it just tackled him and is now attacking him Uh, weirdly, my best, fuck, I'm so sorry. My best parallel for this is like Weird Al does a lot of jokes about getting attacked by weasels. And it's that kind of thing. Like if you threw a weasel (laughs) at someone, this is what it would do. Like it's just on him attacking. Um, you get the sense that it's not, it's not dragging him away like Doc Huckleberry. It's just attacking the shit out of him.
3: Okay. Uh, then with Beast speech still activated, I'm going to say, Hey! I said, knock it off! And I'm going to fire Eldritch Blast. (laughs) Two (laughs) blasts. The
4: warlock
2: side of you has entered the chat. Yeah. Um, All right. uh, Go for it. Uh,
3: House is going to be plus eight to hit. So that's a 10 on the first one. Is that going to hit? No dice. And a 17 on the second one. 17 will hit. Okay. 1d10. So that's nine damage. And it's repelling blast. So it gets
2: pushed 10 feet, pushed off of Butthole. And sorry. You said ten damage? Uh, nine. Nine damage. All right. I'm uh, blasted ten feet. All right. So it just goes like hurtling off him um, down the, the chasm. You notice it bounced twice, and then it gets its claws under it. And as soon as it gets the claws, it moves at that like uh, rapid like flash speed and just immediately disappears into uh, into one of the cracks. Um, but butthole, you are you are are free and clear, which is great. Um, Quinny, uh, we'll say that's your action. You still got your minor and your move. If there's anything else you want to attempt, mm. no, I'm gonna stay there
3: at the ledge to look, to keep an eye on over there, and then I can also turn around and see things behind me too.
2: Okay, great. Um, that brings us to a dice I need to roll. Um, Mrs. Paisley and Quinny, could you please roll me oh, no. perception checks? Thirteen.
4: Uh 19.
2: Nineteen. Um cool. Um neither of you see anything. Uh Fuck which is off. A bummer. Uh, <laughs> because Mrs. Paisley, it would have been great uh to see the uh, I, I got I got nineteen. I know.
0: Fuck, fuck you, I,
2: man! I rolled eighteen and then added stuff, <sighs> so that means that these two middle fingers just come up from the bottom of my screen, <laughs> and in an audio medium, you can hear me saying that they are there. Uh, <laughs> just imagine them and the look of smugness on my face as uh, a gerbil just fucking barrels barrels right at you, there, uh, Mrs. Paisley. Um, Lovely. it is it is going to uh leap at you uh and take three attacks um what's your AC? Uh uh 21 21 Okay uh so that is two hits um uh, one ah! is uh one is with claws and one is with bite uh and then the, the other one that um you managed to bat away with uh your sword is uh, the other claw as it kind of yeah. like does the the leaping pounce leaping pounce situation uh as it were um all right let's go with this oh i under rolled against butthole that's fun um but that's fine um okay so that is uh 12 points of damage uh from the uh the the slash and from the bite uh that is uh a further 15 points of damage.
4: No. Um I
2: don't unlike like it. uh <laughs> unlike butthole, this one isn't trying to barrel you off off the edge. Um you I mean from the direction it was coming, it seems like it just this was the most expedient way to attack you. Um none of you are analyzing his tactics, but if you were, uh you'd get the sense that the other one wasn't actively trying to knock him into the hole. It just happened mm. to be that was the the trajectory, um great, so you were locked in combat uh with that uh, gerbil um however, it just I,
1: happened to be a holy combat
2: Ooh, because of all the holes Woo!
1: Butthammer, the God and the king <laughs> um
2: god, interestingly god. though, um I failed my disengage, so juniper mm. oh sorry, uh, Mrs. Paisley, you'll get a free attack uh. Of opportunity as this thing oh, carries on past nice. you having hit you so go ahead and do that
4: um did I get did I get a look at like was the thing injured or anything or like
2: uh this one is it having is, a
4: time it's just just like
2: no. so fresh and so clean as clean as a weird gross naked rat monster with patches of grossness could be damn
4: don't want to attack
2: you also don't have to you can just let it go it just basically like this thing is streaking past hits you on the way by and it just keeps going
4: um I'm go I'm not going to attack can I you can I use the opportunity though to like cast speak with animals? Or not? Yeah, it, or, yeah. Or or put up my spider legs.
2: I ah, uh, uh, it's not really a free action. It's really more yeah. of a like you can. That's fair. Like, That said, I think given that you're, if I'm not mistaken, you want to use speak with animals to like try and reason with this thing or or understand it, right? Yep. So I would argue that in the greater scheme of like how we consider combat in our like weird Calvin Paul version of D anD. D. That's kind of the equivalent of an attack for you. It's just you're, it's a social combat attack, not a like moral combat attack. <laughs> I also think it would be reasonable to think that you cast Speak with Animals probably around the same time Quinny did. So, yeah. If we assume that, uh, you can spend one point of stress to have done that. It's back, Yay! baby. Yay! <laughs>
4: um,
2: you can spend one point of stress to have cast it uh, at that time, which I think also just makes logical narrative sense. Yeah. Uh, great, cool. so yes, you can use your attack of opportunity to say something to it as it as it goes by.
4: Uh, w- I don't want to hurt you. Do you need some help?
2: And it bolts away uh, up a wall and into one of the alcoves. Hmm. Butthole, um, you have just had a, a gerbil blasted off you uh, by Quinny. Granted, one of his Eldritch Blasts also pinged off uh, your shoulder pauldron, like that's what armor's for um and it's still no still no Allen missing so <laughs> hey.
0: um you are uh,
2: Reginald's got got your shield um so he's, he's kind of doing a Captain America pull um you're hanging off of that uh what do you do
1: Buttle's going to try to climb back up. He's just going to look at Reginald and be like, it turns out we're doing that thing that you said we should pretend to do up there, but we're actually doing it now. Or the gerbils will kill us, which is the thing to just get Reginald paranoid enough to lift really good. I (laughs) like it. I like the callback. I appreciate it. Uh,
2: Let's go with an athletics then um, with advantage because you've, like, this is a bad pull uh, for him, but you have evoked the fear of gerbil murder. Which you know lives lives large. That is a ten. Ten. You n- neither rise nor fall. Uh, you are Schrodinger's butthole, uh, just <laughs> stuck between the state of of possibly going up and possibly going down. Between a fart uh,
1: and a shit. Yeah. Uh, um. One holy rising us up, the other less holy, falling down. Drop, dropping, dropping us
2: down. Um. Yeah. In so either we'll, case, slimy. <laughs> We can live with that uh delightful image as we move on to
1: uh the next gerbil. Um, oh my God. That's not it. a nice thing to call Quinny. Um <laughs> you don't see anything.
2: I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh Mrs. Paisley. Um you uh, watch the the blur of of the gerbil you were trying to talk to uh, as it uh, disappears. Uh, what do you do?
4: Uh, I activate my spider legs. And I want to climb down and follow the trajectory of the gerbil.
2: So the one that attacked you yeah. went up. Uh, oh, it went up. Up, up. up into a wall. Well, uh, luckily, wall.
4: I don't have to make any checks when I'm climbing with my spider legs. See, that would so. be
2: true, except you rolled a one back when you rolled initiative, and these things have costs down the road, don't they? So go ahead and roll me a... I'll let you... I won't make you do it at disadvantage.
4: Oh, come on, buddy! But,
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think this is probably acrobatics or athletics yet again. Tom
1: isn't physically raising two middle fingers in frame, but he's got the same smug smile just for the audio medium, you know.
2: One of these days
3: our episode is going to sound like with Laura as the editor, it's going to sound like Tom saying like, and Laura rolled a natural 20. It's <laughs> going to be jumping all over the screen in the YouTube edit
2: and stuff like that. Yeah, just be that yeah. like I'm dumb and when I and what I've already <laughs> I I like to spell my but, pants. Yeah, yeah yes. exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: Tom died I, on his way back to his home planet. <laughs> I Schrodinger's butthole. Laura, correct. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh oh, dear. That's a nine athletics.
2: Um, in a Who tremendous in feat of. Uh, consequence for rolling the one um you take off uh with with the the spider legs of the chair uh, and immediately as you you start to go up uh, the wall begins to just like crumble uh, as as you you go and you just go like halfway up and then just slide awkwardly Robo legs flailing um down and kind of like your back slams against the the back of the chair. Uh, And you get the sense that next turn you'll be able to climb that thing, no problem. But for this turn, you have that look on your face that you have on your face
1: currently. And Reginald watches you (laughs) fall down the wall and he looks down to butthole and says, I was going to be mad that she didn't help us. But having seen that, I'm kind of glad she didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: Which brings us to uh, the next gerbil, who also rolled a one. Uh, so in in fairness uh, to, to all involved. <laughs> it falls um, out of the
1: wall and onto Mrs. Paisley's wheelchair. Um,
2: in Tom's
4: the wall, version of fairness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow Laura still loses.
2: Yeah, it just like... uh what the dice require. Back underneath Strahd's castle, like... Alan just gets decapitated by a gerbil for no reason.
4: I wonder if Um, Juniper's gonna die again this arc.
2: (laughs) Look, I mean, we don't want to repeat story beats, or do we? Um, well, listen, you sons of bitches. I got some good news for you. Um, in a wall off to your left, um, from one of the the alcoves, um, that that you've seen kind of from uh Mrs. Paisley's etchings, uh, you hear a, a gunshot, a loud gunshot, uh, that kind of echoes off the walls um and uh a a screech of pain uh and uh doc huckleberry just like looks up and he goes oh that sounds like amanda uh and you realize that the uh the gerbil that uh took the robot arms uh, has managed to shoot itself somewhere in the walls uh, so it takes wow. some damage <laughs> it's still up but i ruled very well in the damage I
1: thought- I legitimately <laughs> thought for a second he had named the gerbil. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my favorite was. Oh my he found God. someone named Amanda or he knew the gerbil he fought was I'm named Amanda. That. Your version makes so much more sense, but it took me a minute to get there. I
2: Honestly, bit I must boring, admit, like, I like... Are
4: these just people trapped in gerbil bodies? Oh,
2: no. <laughs> yeah, you're actually fighting the Animorphs right now. Uh, like, you're gonna kill Tobias in a few minutes and oh feel God. just fucking ill about no, it. But... Oh, man, I told him to knock it off. <laughs> Quit it, Tobias.
1: <laughs> Too many yurks.
2: Uh, Why
1: you gotta do it, Tobias? We told you to knock it off.
4: Okay, this is bugging me, but I have to say it, They're not etchings, they're rubbings. And I thought about it after I was like, no!
2: Okay, yeah, oh, no, you're, you're right, you're right. I'm so sorry. You're right. I, no, just have, that, I have
4: to let listeners know. I know it's a rubbing. I it's a shame don't you the don't know the editor.
2: It uh, sounds like something that could have been fixed in post by oh, someone, gosh. but it's cool. Etch, it'll just be etched in our minds uh, Sorry, I'm rubbing it in now um, to, to Butthole,
1: they will always be etchings
2: Yeah, he doesn't know any better It's like the shadow puppet sex he learned
1: He'll just go through the rest of his life be like, Oh, good good etching um, then, and Later on, kids, we can all go to a graveyard And make etchings
2: Don't deface tombstones, Mr. Butthole
1: No, no, no Etch the things you see And it's just Butthole with a chisel Just carving the sunset into random gravestones <laughs> So it's just children crying cool. as they like, tap. Uh, um, and that's pretty good, except for the crying.
2: <laughs> Yay, validation. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, the gerbil takes oh, a fuck ton of damage uh, from Amanda somewhere. <laughs> um, that said, uh, clearly it has gone from way down below you to somewhere up up near you, so they they are finding a way through the walls, uh, which is a bummer. Um, Which brings us to the top of the round.
1: Reginald. Reginald is just trying to climb up this thing. So all he does is he looks at his his flaming warhammer over his shoulder and he just pictures himself trapped halfway up a tower with that fire directly behind him and it is coming for him and every time he pulls the fire's just as close so he has to hurry and he's just trying to fuel himself through panic to do something heroic. He's using his cowardice as a tool to push him forward. I like it.
2: I like it. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, go ahead with uh, athletics then with advantage. Run from that fire. That is a nineteen. Nineteen? Alright. Um, with the, the the imagery that Dr. Martha will no doubt want to unpack soon um, of being chased by your own weapon up a up a tower. Um, you manage, <laughs> uh Reginald, to pull with all of your cowardice uh and drag uh you and butthole uh up on, onto the ledge. There's nothing that being afraid can't do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, normally I'd argue the point, but it kind of worked. So if he ever connects with Annan, he's going to put out the world's least helpful motivational book. Oh my God. <laughs> Be afraid. Be very afraid. Period. The yeah. <laughs> advice to <Yeah>. live by. <laughs> How to Not Die, a book by Reginald Tingler.
2: <laughs> put someone else's name on it because he doesn't want them to know his secrets. Uh all right, uh Quinny. So Reginald has pulled butthole up uh, to safety. Um you've been uh kind of in an observational mode. So mm-hmm. um there are no gerples on the field right now. Um, I guess my question to you would be like what is does what Quinny trying to do here?
3: Uh yeah with with Beast Speech active um throughout these hit and run attacks and things like that have i heard any um communication between these creatures that you i could understand
2: absolutely none
3: okay <clears throat> so at this point Quinny i think is going to say like these either aren't natural animals or they are and they're just very well practiced at this kind of fuckery uh we gotta move. We're sitting ducks out here in the open where they've got all these entrances and exits. If we get into one of the tunnels, they can either come at us from the front or the back. That's better odds. Let's get going.
1: Yeah, I think negotiations are over. We're reaching let's get out of here and then kill any of them that get too close. Hey, uh Juniper or uh old
3: old lady Juniper. Uh you got any like any any map updates for us? Like which one of these gets us going?
2: Laura, did you can I th- roll me? An I was going to say. Did I see?
4: Did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I see? I know he said it was like one long. Yeah there there is kind of a thing. there's a clear exit,
2: um, but I think given the context you're currently working with, an investigation might yield interesting results. Uh,
4: seventeen.
2: Seventeen. All right. So, um, looking at your rubbing now, um, you're Which is able to- etched onto
1: the page. Yes, and, and
2: into our hearts and minds. <laughs> Uh looking at your uh chiseled engraving of uh of a map, um it is clear that there is sort of an exit into the central mine, uh as as we established that's kind of like across this this bridge yeah. big sort of bridgeway that, that uh crosses the chasm. Um there are also all these sort of uh entrances and exits that you've noticed. Um that said based on what you're looking at now and how these things are moving, uh, you feel like if you did want to stay in fight or just understand it better, you could probably dive a bit deeper to figure out where these things are, are, like what the entrances and exits they can use are, but that would require staying in the room and observing them. So if the yeah. if the goal is to haul ass, then like... No,
4: sh- no she's disturbed enough that they aren't responding to uh, attempts to speak with them. So hauling ass is where it's at. Um so she her sword kind of pointing forward towards the other end just like that way and tick, 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 as she skitters along the ground
1: yeah okay. how far away is this exit tom uh
2: i'm glad you asked ryan it is uh two sort of like full like you can't get there in one turn it'll basically take two turns worth of movement. Uh, to to get over there. Okay, unless, unless you're Quiny, in, in which case you're just fucking Goku <laughs> and whatever. You'll just fly <laughs> on your cloud. Um but for for the the rest of you, uh it'll take uh two two rounds worth of uh, motion. Now you can dash, but uh I will warn you that that dashing will leave you open to gerbils because you're running <laughs> like Basically, if you're, like, tactically moving up and then moving up again, you're not really at any disadvantage other than just the gerbil attacks. If you're just, like, booking it, then I'm going to I'm gonna do some mean things to you. Um, but you will get there sooner, which means less mean things will happen. Yeah,
1: you get what I'm getting at. Uh, and King Butthole <laughs> will look to the rest of you and say, stay close to me. This is going to be totally fine. I've got an idea. Uh, and then he is just going to squat down. And then just start farting. And you just hear that like, frit, 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 frit. it's a machine gun of farts. Only instead of just swirling hammers appearing around him in a large radius, you actually look closer and you can all see that they are miniature versions of Butthole holding on to a hammer that is pulling him around like a psychotic Mary Poppins. Uh, <laughs> and they're just swirling all around in a hammer field. So he's going to cast Hammer Guardians, uh, which creates. Nice a spiritual hammers flit around him 15 feet in all directions uh he's gonna choose so that they don't affect any of his companions and just like yank him in as close to himself as he can and then everybody can move forward in the cover of his guardians all right so with a a swarm of tiny
2: buttholes flying around you uh you begin the perilous trek
1: across the bridge and over the chasm this episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan Laplante at TheRyanLaplante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and RDM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, And Dum Dums and Dragons' artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. Or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D. ICE and tune in next week for more dum dums and Dragons. Dumb dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half Blind Prophet. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby. Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald. Logan, Fire on Friendly. Grandma Likes D&D, Alan. Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Spot Allen, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, D&D and Things, Norma Byers, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Flea Unit, Madre de Gatos. Lady Maiden, Melissa Rain, Nithrian, Garbo Ape, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon, too, at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you.
0: The Fable and Falling Network, where fiction producers flourish. So this is the end of the world. Pretty weird, right? I'm Hannah. I'm sure you've probably noticed by now. I'm a zombie. Might even be the last one.
1: From the creator of Redmond Born and Cybernautica.
0: I can't exactly control most of the things Zombie Me does. And am basically what amounts to a backseat driver in my own body. You learn to kind of just go with it after a while, I think. Like, do I feel bad for eating a family of four when I was new? You bet. Not exactly my favorite memory. Ugh.
1: Hannah is living her best unlife. life while unknowingly being on a crash course with Callie, an explorer desperately seeking to leave her mark on an American wasteland that seems to be all out of new discoveries. Oh, one might say that it's the comics that got me into this, but between you and me, I'm gonna blame the McSodas. No sense in
4: ruining everything i like in one day.
1: Together, this unlikely pair team up against the dangers of post-apocalyptia. <sighs>
0: This thing is not playing around at all. Shit, incoming! Sometimes I miss the old days.
2: Killing zombies for upstart communities, now that was a lot more simple. A lot more ethical, too. Wouldn't you say so? Don't you think it's a little more ethical to kill a zombie than just some stranger on the road? An Apocalypse.
4: A story about love, death, and robots. Just not the Netflix guy.